episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season four, episode number 44. Tonight's the sports edition, Andy. Sports edition. Yes. Today is September 11, 2023, and we've got sports to cover. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of baseball, football, basketball, huh? Hi. Mets. We'll talk a little Mets. It came talk up. a little Prince. I'm just going to tell you right now for the show, guys. Went to two games this weekend. Had a lot of stuff going on at church yesterday and first week at NFL. So basically, not a lot of stories this week, just a lot of tidbits all, all the way through. So just if you're a first-time viewer or watcher, it's not always like this. So we'll, uh, You'll show the viewers later yeah. uh, your shirt, right? Yes. Okay, we'll get to that. First of all, as a trivia question, on this day in 1928 um, – what happened regarding Ty Cobb? The great, the great Ty Cobb. What happened on this day in 1928? He broke a cigar sliding in the second base. Oh, he's he sharpened up his cleats to slide in the second. <laughs> uh, the great Ty Cobb okay. always has good stories, but there's a uh, 1928 reference for tonight. I'll get to the answer All right. at the end of the broadcast. But let's uh, first let's go over to your screen. We'll pull it up. We will uh, start with. Uh... My weekend with the Mets. The Seven Lion weekend Army was in Mets. town. What the Seven Lion Army is, it's a Mets fan club. Um, for lack of better words, the guy who started it had a t-shirt company. Started making Mets shirts. Seven Lion Army. The Seven Lion is the train that goes to City Field. So, hence the Seven Lion Army. They go to a handful of games a year, and they all go. They got their banners, their flags there. It's a good time. Uh, first of all, that's right outside our game. Um, trust me, you can see my hand in the air if you really look close enough. Um, wow. Yes. There's about 300 people in that shot. About all 700 tickets were sold out, and they all went. Um, it's a big – I told one guy, it was kind of like Comic-Con, only without the celebrity signing stuff, because you're all there with a common interest. Although we all had the same shirt, like a third-grade field trip, but that's okay, too. It was kind of cool. Um, uh, hats off to Inbound Brew Company, who uh, opened up early for the group on Saturday. So thank you to them. Good stuff there. Um, had the peanut butter and honey beer. I was very impressed. Wow. Yes, I'm not a big craft beer guy, but that one intrigued me, and my belly said, yes, please, I'll have more. So Perfect. Um, what you do is you go there. We all met there. I got there at 11. It was already packed when I got there. We do our thing. Um, and then there's some shots of inside the brewery. Um, afterwards, we take the group picture, and we all march to the stadium. Um, usually when they do this all the time, wherever they meet, it's only a couple, three blocks from the stadium to start with. you know. So we walk across the street. Here's the sea of orange shirts. We are entering Target Field. Um, it was really, it was really fun. And you know what? The fact the Mets lost meant nothing to me. It was just a blast meeting everybody. Um, hope you guys all come back. I'd like to. You know, uh, you've never done this before, but you've been following this group, right. the Facebook group, and the website yeah. for years. And the thing is, is this is one. Some people told me afterwards they kind of did a little show of hands at the bar. You know, how many are local people? And we all hey, raise our hands. The guy goes, that is the biggest local group I've ever seen from Mets fans somewhere. Okay. 
So it was like 30% of us were locals. So um, a couple of people like, oh, my friend lives here in town and he was from New York and they're both Mets fans. So that was some of it. But us locals, we represented. Wow. And so there's what, three or four sections in the uh, upper deck at yep. Target Field yep. that they sell out just for this group. Yep. And uh, the ones right behind home plate, uh, upper deck there. Um, I'm not a big fan of steep heights. So, I mean, I sat there. I would prefer something else. That's just me. They weren't as steep as the ones over by the scoreboard, from what I've heard from other people. Oh, yes. They weren't as steep as uh, the ones in Chicago, like whatever New Comiskey's called this year. Um, okay. They're now – what are they like? What are the uh, what was the uh, things that you overheard about Target Field? Well, Did they enjoy it? They they thought it was a great stadium. A lot of people because a lot of them went to the game the night before. Beautiful okay. stadium. They said Minnesota Nice was a great thing. Um, they had a great time here. Um, a lot of them were upset they didn't realize the Vikings played the next day. They wanted to catch a football game too, you know. But because uh, it was so much cheaper than the prices of New York for their games. Oh, I'm sure. And also, now, you're in town. Many, why not see two different sports? Yeah, how often oh, do you exactly. get to the Vikings play? Let alone your hometown baseball team in a different city. So, now how about this for a question? Uh, of the 700 people there, let's say 30 percent were locals here from the Twin Cities, and that leaves 70 percent that were traveled in some fashion to get there. Were they all coming from New York City? No, nope. they come from all over. I walked up to Inbound Brewery, brewery with a guy from Baltimore. Okay. Um. Other people that are from all different areas. Uh, some people from California because Minnesota's not that far a trip for them, you know, compared to what nice. already New York, you know. So it's Mets fans from around the country, regardless yep. of where they live, they all come yep. and um, get their own airfare and flight, everything to the uh, to the location, and then they all sit in the same spot. Yep. And, um, oh, that's fun. Fun yep. stuff. And, and y'all got that common interest. So it's not like, to tell you the truth, of all the people I talked to, one question that was never asked, oh, so what do you do? We didn't care. We were talking about baseball. So that's why I said had that Comic-Con attitude. It wasn't okay. like a okay. class reunion where you're catching up with people. It was more of a convention type thing. So, And then what did the group do after the game then? Hang out? Um, the attorneys say I can't talk about it right now. Exactly. So nice. One of those things. So, Well, the weather was nice. Yeah, it was like or, or, Friday night's game we were at, and that game just okay. beautiful weather. Awesome. Beautiful weather. Oh, well, that's a hoot. Speaking of beautiful weather, high school football has started. Um, some of these games were a few days ago. We're not gonna we're not gonna live in the past. We're gonna look to the future. There is a handful of games Thursday night for high school, two of them that caught my attention. Ian Prairie at Prior Lake and Minnetonka at Edina. Okay. So there's Thursday night football, um, high school wise. Minnetonka won big over the weekend, 22-21. Guess was that for uh, the Bell? Prior Lake had a decent season last year. Ian Prairie's Ian Prairie, and of course, we all hate Edina. So, <laughs> Northern Sun—that's where the Beavs play. They're two and zero, and they moved up to number seven in the Division Two wow. football rankings this week. So, hats off to the Beavs. They're doing well. They're predicted to win the or projected to win. Predicted, I was right. Predicted to win their conference again. So now I say again, they won it last year for the first time ever. So now I'm getting a little cocky saying again, like it's an annual thing. But 
Hats off to the program doing very well. They said the first two games, 49, and they start straight in the conference play. 49-13 over uh, Northern State University, and then 34-14 last weekend at SMSW. The next two games are home, Winona, and then you marry on Bismarck for the next two games. Missouri Valley, Bison Country. Next two games coming up, Central Arkansas at the Bison. And now here's another one like I mentioned before. Okay, South Dakota State is going to be playing Drake at Target Field. As you can see there, not on local TV. Like we saw when the Bison played at U.S. Bank Stadium. Why would you not put this on local TV somewhere? Valley Sports number two, Fox 9. Put on channel two for all I care. Why is this not on local TV, people? Right, I'm better. Here's the, here's the standings. Now just relax. Illinois State's number one because they've played a conference game already, and they won it. So let's have, let them enjoy the moment they're in first place. The rest are all tied because if you remember back to second grade when we learned the alphabet, it's an alphabetical order there. Because the teams are 2-0, and then 1-1 one and one overall. So North Dakota comes before North Dakota State. So just relax on the standings. Let's all take a moment to let Illinois State enjoy their moment in first place. Yes. It's what we do here. We share the wealth with everybody. And there is the ranking, South Dakota State 1, North Dakota State 2. Because uh, Montana was 2, but they lost to, North, to South Dakota State over the last week. So. Okay, okay. You only fell one spot because you were two and you lost number one for crying out loud. Um, and you see their first place votes there. Three first place vote, votes for the Bison. You thought number five for Idaho getting one first place vote. I don't know this for a fact. I'm taking a guess. But coach, quit voting for your own team in first place, all right? Here's that other guy from North Dakota who hates both North Dakota State and South Dakota State, one of the two. Go for football. There they are in the West, 1-0. and They're uh, in conference and 1-0 over there, so 2-0 overall. Go Gophers, first place. And here's the betting line. They play at North Carolina coming up. Carolina, I think, is ranked 20th in the last rankings. Carolina is a 7.5 points favorite, 49.5 on the over-under. 7.5 is kind of big, I think, Dan, don't you? Well, it should be interesting. Um, I mean, it's at North Carolina. Well, they're ranked. Don't get me wrong, but still. Well, I think the Gophers, if they're not ranked, they're also mentioned, uh, perhaps. But the low scores they're putting up the last couple of games, I'm more concerned about that over-under. I, I would bet the under on yeah. this game. Because our defense sold up, the offense ain't. So I'd take the under for sure. Would they cover seven? I, I, I'm hoping they win. Don't get me wrong. but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can cover seven and a half. And some more sports notes. Like I said, it's got tidbits here, just basically off uh, some screenshots I've saved off our Facebook page, emails from fans. Yes. Here's a couple notes for, from the NFL. The New York Giants last night, no team has ever lost 40 or nothing, 40 to zero or worse, lost the sack battle 7 0 or worse, lost the turnover battle 3 0. 
had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, threw a pick six in the same season. No team's ever done that. The Giants all did it yesterday. <laughs> oh and my God. the great thing about this, as much as I like the Giants, the great thing about this, in fantasy football, I have Dallas's defense. Okay. I walked all over that guy yesterday. I oh, walked. nice. My defense is no. my second highest score behind Tariq Hill. So come on now. Now, uh, now, Andy, you know, in, in a normal 16-game season, now they play 17. Imagine to get each of those. Yeah. Not a single team has had all of those things happen, and the Giants did it in a single game. Right. <laughs> so hats off to the Giants. And just one other thing about this. I don't get to show this picture very often. So let me enjoy the moment. There's your boy, Justin Jefferson. All pouty after the game because they lost. Bikes lost. Just think of it this way. Baker Mayfield has more wins this year than Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Kirk Cousins combined. Wow. I don't care if it's after week one. <coughs> he still has more wins than those three combined. Well, the, the Vikings are another team that is expected to do well, um, higher than average, and, you know, playoff playoff team right on the heels of Detroit, another playoff team. And once again, you go at the schedule, you take a look at it, um, home opener at home against the Buccaneers. You have got to win that game. How do you lose it? Well, yeah. You, you just, you, I think they got comfortable last year going, oh, if we're behind, we'll just come from back again like we did last year. I don't know if that was their reason or what. They just got overconfident. Well, they had, they had some turnovers, but uh, – you know, once again, the game was low scoring. There was just no action. It was ten to you know, well, ten to ten, whatever it was, late in the game. Against my better judgment, I had to listen to the radio coverage on the way home from church. Oh, yeah, it was, it, I need that reminder every five weeks just to remind me why I don't see two morons. And the 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 not Paul Allen, but the other doorknob, um, Paul or Pete Bursich. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You're supposed to be homers. I get it. But he goes. Well, you know, if Jefferson can get open and Cousins can have some time, they'll put up a lot of great numbers. Well, Dan, if you can get open and I got time, we'll put up great numbers too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just they just say stupid stuff. There's, and, and there's JJ Jet playing grounded. The uh, the fact that they picked up Addison was the whole purpose of that was to create right you know openings because Jefferson would be double teamed. And if people wanted to cover Addison, we would have Osborne wide open right. or the big tight end yep. wide open. Something's got to give. And so I was one of these fans thinking that we're going to put up some big, big numbers, some uh, lots of scoring, a lot of touchdown passes with all these receivers. And now you just can't really do anything. Well, I think right now they got to start looking at O-line in the draft next year, period. Wow. So that's – at my moment the, well, problem, the problem with the Vikings now is, is this is you know 0 and 1 that that's one thing but now you travel to Philly Thursday night to play the Eagles on Thursday night um and that's one of those games that you know most people have written down that they, no chance for the Vikings so now you're going to start off 0 and 2 so they got the work cut out for them as we say yes well tumble news there Tommy Thompson Pitcher of the Year Award. Congrats to the young man there from the state tournament. NASCAR, speaking of playoffs, here's their standings after yesterday. Tyler Reddick wins yesterday, and Larson won last week. So those two have advanced on. 
Remember, they do three races, cut the bottom four, and you start over. Three races, cut the bottom four. So those two have locked on the next round. Um, Bubba Wallace, who was like a handful of points up, is now 19 down. So a lot happens in one race. He's not out of it. I mean, he's 19 down now. So if it ended today, he's out of it, yes. But he can still rebound back. If he wins, he's in. You know, Michael McDowell, 40 points out. He wins, he's in. So a lot of things can happen. I would say um, Logano's kind of safe. Christopher Bell's kind of safe. Um, Chase, barring they don't like wreck on the first lap and they're done. You know, they can stay in it. They should be okay. Harvick's got his work cut out for him. Because our next race is Saturday night at Bristol. If you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing, baby. <laughs> so there we go. That should be fun. On your USA network on your cable channel. Number 46 for those of us with Spectrum here in the area. Yes. There's Cody Bouch. Love it. I, I put up some of his interviews and stuff. He was, you know, a support and bias in the nation. He went and shook their hands after the words some fans he saw there. Very well-spoken kid. Um, very impressed with his interviews. He sounded, you know, he sounded like a 22-year-old kid who just played his first NFL game. You know, he didn't try to use the big cliches, but I'm sure it's been pumped in his head since draft day, the big cliches. So um, I've got some of these interviews on my Facebook page. I'm sure you can just Google them. Any North Dakota TV station had them on. They're all there. Very good kid. Very proud of him. Started, played most of the game. Well done, young man. This is just me here. Yeah, NFL started, whatever. Hockey preseason, two weeks away, baby. Wow. We are your home of the Kraken and the Wild right here. In that order, except that he did last year. But if the Wild do better, they'll get top billing. But there we go. Hockey coming up, baby. WNBA Finals. They're underway. Or the playoffs, I should say. The Vegas Aces against the Chicago Sky. And they'll play the winner of the Dallas Wings, Atlanta Dream. It was best of three of them, best of five, and best of five in the finals. In the bottom half of the bracket there, according to this chart, the New York Liberty against the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun against your Minnesota Lynx. So there we go. So there's so there's 12 teams in the league. The uh, regular season wrapped up on Sunday yesterday, and then eight teams make it, yep. and now they play. So Lynx had an off and on season. They had some good streaks, some poor Started streaks. Started out tough, boy. Ate the playoffs. That's, that's the big thing, and now – We'll see what happens. Now, these these uh, playoffs, there always is an upset or two. So, can't just go with the favorites here. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, it should be fun to watch the Lynx uh, starting off here. I think those playoff games begin Wednesday. And if I believe, if I, if I read it right, for the best of three, I'll take the Connecticut Sun-Minnesota Lynx series. The first two games are Connecticut. Third game is here in Minnesota. I believe it's two and one, not one, one, one. So that could be. I could be wrong. I think I was wrong once before, but I don't remember. It's a rare, it's a rare thing. Yeah, rare error. Coco Graf, congratulations to her. Fourth teenager ever to win a national or one of the grand slams for tennis. Wow. Chrissy Everett, 74 Wimbledon, or 74 Wimbledon and French Open. 
Tracy Austin, 79-91 U.S. Open. Serena, 99 U.S. Open. And Miss Groff, the 2023 U.S. Open. So congrats to her. She's got a fine young career ahead of her. All right. The mom from the movie Little Big League, Ashley Crow, is the actual mom of Cubs number one prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong, who the Mets drafted a few years ago. Yes. The Cubs are calling him up. So now that the Cubs are reportedly calling up Pete, she's officially the mother of an NBA, of a MLB player nearly 30 years after the release of the movie. She played the mom of the kid in Little Big League. So not only is she a movie mom of a big leaguer, she's now a real mom of a big leaguer. Great story. So there you go to her. I want to play the father of a millionaire in a movie. And then... Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Miggy, 500 home runs, 3,000 hit club. Not many guys in that club. He's not part of it. Hank Aaron, Pujols, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Alex Rodriguez, Rafael Palmero, and now Miggy. I think Eddie Murray is probably the one everybody would forget if you tried to ask him to name them all. Okay. That'd be my opinion. I, I would forget Eddie Murray, I think. You know who saw a proposal at the game Friday night, Dan? Yes. This poor bastard got married at a baseball game. Okay. There is Wrigley Field. They got married at the game. At Wrigley. Wow. You know, I could think of 30 other ballparks I'd want to get married at, but that's me. Well, interesting. Midway through the game, too, they uh, tied the knot. You don't have to worry about, you know, catering and cash bar, you know, at your wedding. Watch out for the beach ball in yeah. left field. The beer snake your wedding party can make there would be incredible. <laughs> All right. I don't mix politics in here very often, but I thought this was a cool story last week. Ex-Virginia Tech soccer player allegedly benched for not kneeling during the Black Lives Matter gets $100,000 settlement. Kirsten Henning, a former VTech soccer player, will get hundred k under a lawsuit settlement claimed that she was benched after her coach became agitated by her political views, which often deferred those from her. So, didn't like her political views, although you all kneeled for the national anthem. Isn't that a political view? Yeah, well, it's, it's one of those, you can't have it both ways. Right. If you're going to go there, you got to be ready for both sides, and mm -hmm. now you can't bench her. And now, once again, you're not – uh, saying whether you agree or not, the fact is she was benched for something right. that she didn't do, whether or not um, the I, listeners of the show here yeah. agree with it or not. And that is but I think it's fair yeah. to get a $100,000 lawsuit to finally settle that thing, and uh, that's awesome. And it's funny, his comment, for her political views. Well, isn't kneeling a political view? That, that That's what I thought was funny in the whole story right there. I mean, yeah. that's my sarcasm funny. I thought that was kind of like, wait a minute. What did you say? Things that make me smile. Okay. This might be a new segment. It could be, huh? Moron for the Boston Red Sox, number three prospect, missed his call up because he was playing video games on his PlayStation. <laughs> you know, he missed his call up phone call. Oh my God, that's awesome. You know, really? You know, whatever. And here's a stat I thought, not the 80 sad of the week, but still a cool stat. David Ortiz's career OBP on base percentage, 380. 
Barry Bonds is a career OBP. If you turned all 762 home runs and outs, is 384, which is higher than his. So say what you will about Bonds. You take away all the home runs and make them outs. He still had a higher on-base percentage well, than Ortiz. Well, Bonds is incredible. Now, granted, Bonds had, what, 254 walks one year, too, so that helps. But still, you, you take away 762 hits and make them air or outs. He still had a higher on-base. Great stat right there. My soapbox. Okay. Getting Looking back to earlier stuff, I am a little embarrassed about the seats Target Field gave to the seven line. Okay. Um, I, I had a couple people say to me, going, don't they want us on TV? Because every other seat game I've seen the Mets play with seven lines there, you see the sea of orange shirts out at wherever field they show them. Maybe it's the Mets game shows it. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. They're, they're usually down the left or right field line or something yep. in view that everyone can see it. And here they're kind of tucked back. Here we're behind home plate, third deck. Now, and I get it. You want to show certain people, but for all the little different things they do during the game dancing, waving, kiss cam, whatever. Not once did they come up to the four sections up top that I saw. I did have to pee a couple times when I missed it. But... Of 700 people coming. And usually there's – now, was it on the, the scoreboard as far as welcome to the various groups? Nope. I didn't see it. unless it's, They don't really do that, though. There's kind of like that little scroll on the side. But I was okay. so busy people watching everybody there and visiting and this and that. I wasn't reading the scoreboard. But usually with the group – I think uh, you know with the group tickets, if you get a group of thirty-five or forty or fifty people or more together, they mention you. You you are mentioned. There, uh, you know, it's a thank you. Um, the group of seven hundred put us on the damn scoreboard. Sure, seven hundred is a you know once a season kind of a deal. Uh, show show their pictures. Let them wave and cheer. Get their moment out. Once once again, doesn't matter what fans they are, if they're Mets or whoever they're yeah. cheering for, yeah. you're still paying tickets and the coming Cubs, in. And the Brewers don't care what team comes in. Merchandise and watching the game. Um, wow. And the, another thing, I'm kind of embarrassed. I wasn't embarrassed, but another soapbox, soapbox 1B, 1A on this one. The game we went to was uh, Lopez's Jersey Night. Yes. It had those twins on it. So I thought the twins would be wearing those twins jerseys. They weren't. It was just the promotional jersey they gave out, and that was it. I thought they'd have no, Los he, Mets on – the Twins would wear Los Mets jerseys. They didn't. They no, right. he didn't even pitch. And he didn't even pitch. He pitched the next day. And So they handed out jerseys. Were you guys part of the first uh, 10,000 um, in to get no, the jerseys, or were you no, late? we were there late. Late, okay. Um, but or later than that, I mean, we still saw the opening pitch and the national anthem stuff, but we weren't there for the first 10,000. Okay. Um, but I thought that they'd – Put those Twins jerseys on that for all of them. I can't believe they didn't do that. And one guy that I was talking to with the Mets, now granted, it's New York, multi-plot. They had all the Puerto Rican Twins players come up for the game. No problem with that. There's a couple on the Mets. Why didn't they invite them out too? I told one guy, I said, well, it is a hometown thing. He goes, it's a Puerto Rican thing, the guy said, in his Puerto Rican accent. So 
I, I see where he was coming from a little bit. But yeah, true, true. Good point. I can see where he's coming from, but it's a hometown thing, and you don't know who's really going to be active when you call him over and stuff. But, you know, I, I he had a good point. It was a good discussion topic. We discussed it like Mets fans with lots of F-bombs in there because we're Mets fans. But that is my bit, Dan. That is all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that is my front force company say. Well, let's uh, show the uh, the fans your your shirt that you got. Yeah, sure does. You see pretty good there. Stand I like the uh, <laughs> they tie in the local town. Bunyan and Babe. They all tie. They tie it in. It's yes. a pretty good um, marketing gimmick. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a good time. Um, I'd do it again if they came back. I kind of want to go to Chicago. See if they go to Chicago, Milwaukee. I'd probably see them. Uh, Kansas City, maybe I'd go see because I've never been to that stadium. Thinking of Philly, but East Coast is so busy, all it's so expensive out there. You know. And also, if I did one of the bigger cities, no offense to Kansas City or Milwaukee, but I think if I did like a Philadelphia or a Tampa during this year, I want to make like a four-day vacation out and see other things in town. Would so the Phillies are National League East, which, which is in their division. They see them they, a lot anyway. They're making a seven line trip, but a lot of Mets yeah. fans go there anyway, so it might kind of take away, in my opinion. I see. Uh, yeah, the White Sox, you know, White Sox Mets game could be good mm-hmm. as well. So we're getting down there, end of the season. Uh, St. Paul Saints, Triple A, have one series on the road this week in Iowa to play the Cubs. Then they come home for their last series, and it's at home. So they're in the playoff hunt. They're in the chase. Um, they could get a playoff. For now, is this last this, series uh, a home makeup from the first week of the season? They're in. Or did they get those made up throughout that week? Not I can't I, remember. Not that, I, not that I know of. It could okay. have been. Uh, I just know that I looked when I looked in the schedule today, there's just one week left. So I'm not sure about that, but – if they're sitting in a good position, that home field advantage at CHS Field could could work. They could find themselves in the in the playoffs. The Minnesota Twins. Uh, congrats to Mr. Lopez. Uh, surpassed 200 strikeouts this season. It's a it's a it's a yeah. tough feat to get. Not many Twins pitchers have gotten it or done that. It, it's pretty rare, but he hit 200. He clips he clips that number, which is huge. Huge. Had 14 strikeouts yesterday. The Twins lost 2-0, but he had 14 strikeouts. Eclipse 200 on the season, and uh, but they still won the series against the Mets. Now I think they play the Rays. Now, we talked about Gophers. We talked about football. Um, we talked about Gophers. I got one more thing. Uh, I'm talking to the guys at the Mets yeah. things that were at the, Saturday, at the Friday night game. They thought Johan Duran's entrance is awesome. They loved they it. Loved it. And I guess on the Mets TV broadcast, and you can probably find it online, they showed it on TV, like from a drone, like from coming in behind them in the dark stadium. So okay. the Mets TV people embraced it too. I mean, Edwin Diaz. Well, they've got Edwin Diaz last year, so yeah. Big, yeah. That was cool, man. Well, dark and the light, and fireworks. They all thought it was cool. Yeah, it is. It's the first time I've ever seen it in person to see him come in in the ninth inning for a save opportunity. It is the only other time I saw him come in was a day good game. Stuff. So pretty good kind stuff. Of right? Something different. Yeah, night game is 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 pretty good. All right, I've got a Ty trivia Collins. answer, Andy. 
The trivia question, 1928, what happened? What significant happened on this day in 1928 relating to Ty Cobb? Any guesses? Batted right-handed instead of left-handed. No. He, uh, on this day, he took his final step into oh. the batter's box. His final plate appearance of his career was 1928 on this day in 1928. The great immortal Ty Cobb wrapped up his playing career. Oh. 1928 on this day. That's all I've got for right. trivia. But we got varsity football. Um, a lot of things going yeah, on. As high school game. football picks up more, we'll get more in-depth with that um, as the season rolls on. Um, hockey and football. Hockey um, is going to start warming up here pretty soon. A lot of preseason rankings are up for college right now. Um, so you'll see those on our social media sites. The the big thing this weekend is going to be that Gopher football game. 2.30, it's on national television, 2.30 kickoff in Chapel Hill. Uh, we know of a couple people going are yep. already ourselves that are going to be there and watching that game. Um, they're ranked. Gophers, I think, are going to be or close to rank. UNC is, and the player to watch is that quarterback. Uh, last I saw, he was the fifth best ranked player in the nation right now for college football, that quarterback for UNC. So it'll be fun to watch that. It'll be fun to watch the Gophers' good defense, what they do, and and what you know how all that yeah. shakes out. But outdoor football at, uh, in Chapel Hill could be pretty fun for those. Yes, yeah, so should be a good time for those of you from there that I'm friends with. No offense, but I don't talk to you on Saturday, Jackie. It's nothing personal. It's football. Exactly. All right, that's all we got. Have a good yeah. week, everybody. See ya.